Welcome to Bruce Styles for Tuesday, October 13th, 2015, brought to you from Arlington, Texas. I'm Travis. I'm Chris. I'm Sawyer. And I'm Eddie. This week, we'll be talking about Style 27 Historical Beer Goza. Check out our website, brewstyles.com, where you can leave us feedback and requests for us to discuss your favorite beer styles. Send us an email to ask us some questions, and we will get them answered on the air. While on our site, you can also find a link to the BJCP website. There, you can download your own copy of the BJCP Style Guidelines and get more information about how to become an official BJCP Certified Beer Judge. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash brewstyles and follow us on Twitter at brew underscore styles. Find our Google number on our website and give us a call. We'd love to hear your voice. Send us your questions and comments to help us bring you the information you need. Well, welcome back everyone to another episode of Brew Styles. How you doing? I'm, you know, I'm doing pretty well. How about yourself, Travis? Pretty good. Pretty good, pretty good little weekend. Pretty good little weekend. Pretty good. Yep. I'm not sick anymore. Wow. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> to that voice, definitely. I is. mean, uh, I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're used to here. Uh-huh. Yeah. All now, all the listeners just had to like turn off their their volume because you blasted them. No, I didn't. Yeah, they're gonna have to turn up the bass with your regular voice. Oh, they weren't used to that. No, it's been a little while. No, no sexy time. And that's the voice of our newest member, Eddie. What's up, Eddie? Hello. Welcome. Thank you. Yes, Eddie we, had such a good time hanging out with us, he decided to come back we for pro- good. We proposed to him. He yes. got down on one knee, asked if he would join us. We, we popped a beer open and said, will you marry will our you, podcast? Will you, beer matrimony? will you beer with us? <laughs> I said yes. <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> so we drank to it. Yeah. And now we're happy. Yeah. There was drinking, and then there was happiness, mm-hmm. and the peasants rejoiced. <laughs> well, I'm excited about today because I get to—I'm going to tap two new beers at my uh, my home brewery today. Oh, so that's why you're in a hurry to get home. Yeah, um, <laughs> I have two of them that I have not tried, and I'm excited to. One of them is a ordinary bitter. Mm. It's uh, about three percent, so very light, very should be just very sessionable, um, poundable. Very poundable, yeah. Mm-hmm. Very poundable. We still haven't defined poundable. Yes, we did. No, we did in the first episode. Did we? Talked Where about we mentioned that in it the, in the Marzen episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Okay. It was poundable. I remember that. I listened to that podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's one of them, and then the other one is uh, a six percent beer. It's like a hoppy amber, a hoppy red, West Coast style. So I'm very excited to crack open both those and watch them watch them Sunday football. Very nice. Right. Very nice. Can't wait to learn how to do that. I don't know what you're talking about. So, <laughs> hopefully, you'll have to serve your time bottling first. I don't want a bottle. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't. I'm actually planning on going straight to keg. Oh, just do one batch. <laughs> one batch. No. Yes. <laughs> I went straight to kegging, and I'm glad I did because I hate bottling. You told me to bottle once. my first batch, just because it's cheaper to get all the stuff set up for. So it. it's cheaper. There you go, Eddie. I, I've got money to spend on a keg. <laughs> I'm, at least I'm going to make some money just in a keg. I mean, I have a lot more bottling stuff to do, Good but enough. I'm bottling from a keg now instead of using primary sugar. I'll yeah. put it in a keg and carbonate it there and then bottle it from the keg. Yeah, that's what I've it been takes doing. Some, it takes a lot of time to do it that way, but you have a more controlled carbonation level. You can actually pick the level you want to carbonate yeah, at. I still got to fix the leak on my CO2. Spray well, foam. What's your opinion on it, oh, Travis? I've already tried. You know, bottling takes a lot of time regardless. Right. Um, the thing that I like about it is that you can easily just pick up a bottle and take it to a friend's house if you want to share it with somebody. Um, you, Yeah, you, you, you kind of lose control over some carbonation stuff, and I've had some issues with uh, some beers being overcarbonated. But uh, there was an article that I read in a recent, I don't know if it was the Zymergy magazine or, or Brew Your Own or something, but they did talk about, uh, various scientific ways to calculate your your carbonation levels, and that's something that I've never done before. I've just kind of gone with the uh, toss in this amount of sugar and wait two weeks kind of thing. Yeah. But uh, it it definitely changes based on the style because some styles need to be more carbonated, some need to be less carbonated, and then you also have to take into account the uh, the amount of sugars that are still in there. Mm-hmm. So the final right. gravity, and these are never things that I looked at uh, until recently, and now I feel very very confident about my bottling ability. 
Cool. Yeah, the one that mm-hmm. the one batch that I bottled with priming sugar did not turn out very well. <laughs> have, have any of you guys ever had any? Ex- well, I remember you talking about one of them exploding on you, right? Yes. Um, yeah. It's scary. Well, mine mine <laughs> turned into gushers. You crack it open, and you have to wait like 15 minutes before you can actually drink it, and you might get half a beer out of it. So, <laughs> Yeah, that, I'm, I mean, I think a keg is just a lot more convenient in my opinion yeah. for me. But I, I don't know. I, like I said, I'm wanting to brew. I told you guys before the, the show that. Uh, I wanted to brew some beer and uh, take it to my dad's and, you know, leave it there and have my own. Whenever yeah. he finishes his, you know, brew another batch. That would be a good reason to bottle. Like, you could just yeah. take him a case be like, here you go. Well, I, I don't know. I don't want to have a case. I just want to have a keg. Well, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Like, if you take some over to him and then you have yours at your house, you take him the bottles and then you have your keg at your house. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or something. I, I don't know. buy two kegs. I don't know. <laughs> I'll, or, I'll figure it out. Or just yeah. get a growler or two, you know, and yeah. put it in the growler. That's, that's probably a lot easier. Yeah, there's a lot of different ways to yeah. do it. But we can discuss that later. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so today we're talking about the Goza. De Goza. Yeah, De this Goza. is going to be a neat little episode. Um, there's many styles that kind of have disappeared over time, and um, several of them are, are undergoing a resurgence in the uh, craft beer world right now, and, and the Goza is certainly one of those. See, that, uh, man, I, like even five years ago, maybe just a few people had have, have ever made one or heard about it and yeah. and it's gotten so popular that um several of the well, several of the examples that we have today well one of them is is a local one that's brewed in Fort Worth and so that's exciting and another one's from another part of Texas and then uh, the other one's from somewhere else but <laughs> <laughs> obviously but yeah anyway, i mean it's neat. it's it's interesting because um this one along with some of the other sour beer styles like you know the berliner weiss or you know all the flanders those are starting to all all of them are starting to make a resurgence it's kind of like the the new fresh thing to do mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. have sour beer so yeah you know i was at specs yesterday just looking around see what they had they had a lot of sour beers there yeah. they a do a lot of sour yeah. beers. it's so much i've been interested in trying sour beers mm-hmm. but that there's so many there to choose from. I don't know which one to choose. Um, yeah, you just got to pick one up and go with it. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah, <laughs> goes with it. Uh, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> anyway, so what do we want to do first? History or style? Guidelines? Well, we're kind of already talking about history a little bit, so let's kind of let's stick with that. Sounds like a plan. All right. So um, Goza is spelled G O S E. By the way, um, it's not goes or ghosts it's goza or gossa right um it's a style that uh hails from germany around uh, leipzig and the goza river and its character which we'll talk a little bit about in, um, in the style guidelines is uh it's got a, a higher salt content to it and that's attributed to the water that they used when they started brewing it um you know pulling out of the the Goza River and all their water wells and stuff in the area had a higher um, salt content. So that really affected the finished product of the beer. Hmm. Um, So it was a really popular style. It's been around for, you know, thousands of years, a thousand years, according to um, the German Beer Institute. So um, the reason that it kind of died off was because of a war. (laughs) Hmm. (laughs) so it it seems like wars affect beer um the cold war you know starting around 1949 or so when germany split east and west there was an issue with how they use their resources in on east in east germany so their grain they decided to use for other things and not beer and so the breweries that were making the goza were in east germany so you know their their economy was not doing very well the grain was very precious and um so they were like, "All right, we're not gonna we're not gonna brew beer anymore," and started making bread, which is a similar situation um, when we started when we were talking about the Hefeweizen, mm-hmm. right. the German purity law. They were like, "We need to stop right using, mm-hmm. we need to stop using our wheat because we need it for bread," and so it's kind of a, a similar situation. So anyway, the breweries in Leipzig closed, and the Goza kind of disappeared. So it wasn't until after the wall came down in 89 that this style made a comeback. 
So uh, many of the craft breweries in and around Leipzig started brewed again. And one of the driving forces behind um, the resurgence of the Goza was a specific brewery called Goza Browery Bayerischer Bonhof. Hmm. So um, that was Goza, Goza Brewery at Bavarian Station Bonhof. is what it's called. Um, it opened its doors in 2000. Okay. And so they decided wow. they were going to bring the Goza back. <clears throat> so, um, this brewery is located in the historic downtown train station um, from 1842 that linked Leipzig with Munich. They're the ones that kind of brought this beer style back, and then, you know, I guess it got really popular, and, you know, a bunch of people started brewing it again. Yeah. It, I mean, like I said, it just as, as little as five years ago, I had never heard of this style before. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do, you, do you guys think that a war in these times would have that big of a, a uh, effect on the beer industry. And I mean, as far as, I mean, because we've got so many more options for food now. I mean, maybe depending on the country that we're going to war with. Well, I mean, and even though we do import a lot of things, right. countries are a lot more self-sufficient nowadays. I think, yeah, um, and, and that's why I'm asking. You know, yeah. I, I, I don't know if that'd be as big of an issue. I, I guess. I mean, obviously, it, uh, war times would bring a lot of other things yeah. with it, but <clears throat> yeah. yeah, I don't know. Hopefully, that doesn't ever happen. But yeah, you know, <laughs> hopefully not. Yeah. That'd be hard to imagine. I yeah. know, because <laughs> yeah, even uh, even World with, War with Three with the Goza situation, it, that was in you know as mu- as recent as the eighties, right? And it, it wasn't too long ago. That's why I'm, I'm mentioning I it. Mean, you know, it, if we went to war with Germany and we didn't have any more genuine Oktoberfest beers or Martins. Well, but that's what I'm saying. Like we can we can brew those now. Well, yeah, I, I know, know, but I I like uh, sorry this style of beer. Right, I, I like and some of them are pretty dang close. But my favorite beer comes from Germany, so it's just like Poor guy. Uh, <laughs> so nobody yeah, I mean, go to war with Germany ever please. again. Just let, make because them we like our be beer. Friends. We like beer. <laughs> beer is good. We'll or Belgium. Be nobody go to war to Belgium. Yeah. How about let's just let's just not have a war and you know, yeah. Everybody. No war, no. only beer. <laughs> everyone love everyone. Anyways. And crickets. Gozing on. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so now we'll go on to style guidelines, I guess. Mom goes to college. <laughs> <laughs> what? You said your mom goes to college. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right. So the overall impression, uh, it's a highly carbonated tart and fruity wheat ale with a restrained coriander and salt character and low bitterness. Very refreshing with bright flavors and high attenuation. So it's yeah. wheat-based. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. And, <clears throat> you know, most of the, the German sour beers are wheat-based. And the bitterness is always going to be low because the, the lactobacillus or whatever bugs you put in do not like hops. Because obviously mm-hmm. the whole reason the IPA style exists is because hops um, help to protect the beer from microbes. Natural and brew, so yeah. right. whenever you are brewing a sour beer like a Berliner Weiss or a Goza or whatever, some of them don't even hop at all. Or wow. maybe a first wart hopping a very, very small amount because your hops can actually inhibit your lacto whenever you pitch that in. Did your uh, sour ever start to actually sour? Oh, yeah. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Just wanted to check. You hadn't talked about it yeah. in a while. No, so. I had to repitch my lacto because I think I killed the first batch by accident. Oops. Way to go. Murder. <laughs> <laughs> my wart was too hot when I pitched it in. So uh, Anyway, because so you're supposed to pitch into a warm wart. Yeah. You know how when you're normally brewing, you have to cool it down to right. whatever? Yeah. You have to pitch your lacto warm uh, and keep the beer at like 100 degrees while it sours. I see. That's cool. But anyway, continuing. All right. So the aroma, light to moderately fruity aroma of pom fruits. Pom, 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 uh, noticeable coriander, which can have an aromatic lemony quality and an intensity up to moderate light, bready, doughy, yeasty character, like uncooked sourdough bread. Mm, interesting. Very yeah. interesting. Uh, the appearance, appearance, wow. Appearance. Appearance. <laughs> episode. All those good things. Website. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I think about that every time. Uh-huh. You can check out our site. <laughs> Anyways, appearance, unfiltered with a moderate to full haze. Uh, 
moderate to tall sized white head with tight bubbles and good retention. Tight bubbles, not tiny bubbles, tiny but bubbles. tight. Interesting. Yeah. Girl, you got some tight bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> and it's also a medium yellow color. Yellow. You got some <laughs> nice yellow tight bubbles. It's yellow. It's yellow. <laughs> yeah, it's yellow. And the flavor... Moderate to restrained, but noticeable sourness, like a squeeze of lemon and iced tea. Mm. Interesting. Yes. Moderate, moderate bready slash doughy malt flavor. Light to moderate fruity character of palm fruit, stone fruit, or lemons. Light to moderate salt character up to the threshold of taste. The salt should be noticeable, particularly in the initial taste, but not taste over overly salty. Mm. I wonder if that's why one of the ones we're going to drink today kind of dialed back their saltiness. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> were they originally a lot saltier? It was like... Uh, <laughs> like uh, like sea water. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm going to have to bring some candy that uh, my wife has. It's They're called um, uh, saladitos. They're basically salt candies, but it's like a, uh, dates covered huh. in salt. Like uh, it's interesting. It's really salty, but it's good. I wonder if it would go with the beer. I don't know. That's, I was actually <laughs> thinking about that. Interesting. Yeah. Then might. Yeah. Um, low bitterness, no hop flavor, dry, fully attenuated finish with acidity, not hops, balancing the malt. Mouthfeel, high to very high carbonation, effervescence, medium to light. Uh, I'm sorry, medium light to medium full body. Salt may give a slightly tingly mouthwatering quality if perceived at all. And you know, it's interesting that <clears throat> they're mentioning in the guidelines about how subtle the salt should be, like just barely on the taste threshold or you yeah, know, whatever. But it's, but most of the ones that I drink, it's very noticeable. Yeah, absolutely. It, so yeah. I would be interested to, to taste one from Leipzig to see exactly how salty it is. Yeah. Oh, well, okay. Served in traditional cylindrical glasses. Historical versions may have been more sour than modern examples due to spontaneous fermentation. Oh, well, there you go. It may be <laughs> blended with syrups as as is done with Berliner Weiss. Well, I think the, the things to take away from this is even though it does say it's a sour, it's probably one of the lightest sours that there are. Yeah. I mean, it. it they say words like tart or lightly restrained sourness. Well, the, the true Berliner Weiss is the same way. It's supposed to be lightly soured. It's not supposed to be extremely yes. tart mm-hmm. with like hint of lacto, right. lactic acid. Right. Yeah. And this so. one is super close to the Berliner. Um, yeah. I think the salt is the difference. Yeah. It, it compares them. It says uh, perceived acidity is not as intense as the Berliner Weiss. Um, yeah. So that should be restrained. And, and the, also the use of salt, which is something that, I mean, it really doesn't come up in other, other beer styles either. Right. So that's kind of the... The main two things about this, it's, it is a sour, but it's very lightly soured. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, you do have that salt tossed in there, too. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, cool. Well, those are your style guidelines. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, let's, uh, let's check out our first one, our commercial example. It will be the Anderson Valley Goza. All right. Cool. Yummy, yummy. Chris, you've got the can, so why don't you read it? All right. Tell us a little bit about it. It's a purple can. Purple. <laughs> oh, that was Sawyer's <laughs> observation. What? Yeah. He always that, yeah, that's remarks usually mine. about the, uh, oh, the color of the yeah, label. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Sawyer, Sawyer, what color is this can? Purple. There we go. Right. Um, this is the Anderson Valley, the Kimmy, the Yink, and the Holy Goza. <laughs> that's the name. Very interesting. What a title. Um, Highway 128 Session Series. Interesting. And on the top it says, Ball Hornin since 1987. I don't know what that means. What does that mean? I have no idea. What does that mean? Anyway, so the um, description on the can. The refreshing tartness in this divine, bright, golden-colored ale gives way to earthy undertones and hints of citrus, followed by a slight sea-salt-like dryness and tangy, effervescent finish. Hmm. So there you go. Okay. There you go, Zah. All right. And this is our our commercial example. It's yes, listed. it is listed on the BJCP under the classic example. This does have a three and a half star rating on Untapped. Just so y'all know. Oh, well, thank you for that. You're very welcome. Statistics, statistics, <laughs> three and a half bottle cap rating. And that's out of ninety thousand reviews. 
Wow. Well, it's a. Um, I don't see the haze, honestly. Uh, it's not actually no. It's not really there. No, there, there's barely any haze. Yeah, but now I know what tight bubbles means. Well, I mean, it's it's <laughs> it's not it's not clear. Uh, it's not brilliantly clear. Yeah, yeah, but it's dirty. still pretty clear. Like I can see your face. It looks hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, you know, the color is yellow. Yeah, it's yellow. I definitely get those uh, fruity and the um, tiny bubbles, fruity notes, and the aroma tight bubbles. Did you say tidy? Tidy tiny, bubbles. Tiny. Oh, sorry. Tight. <laughs> tidy whitey bubbles. Well, they are white. <laughs> they are white. It is <laughs> interesting aroma. Yeah, I, I, I get a lot of the fruitiness. Yeah, I get yeah. a little bit of the tartness in the aroma, but I don't. Yeah. I don't smell any salt or sodium. I don't smell the salt either. How about uncooked sourdough bread? Mm, not really. Well, hold on. I don't. I don't really get. Well, I'm trying to remember what uncooked sourdough bread tastes like or yeah, smells no. like. I know. I know what cooked sourdough bread smells like. I, d- I don't really get that yet. Hmm. Maybe after a taste, it almost has a sweet smell to it. I guess maybe like the, the sweet citrusy sour taste. Ooh, that's good. It's like My sweet tarts. No, it's I guess it's more like warheads. Like you get that uh-huh. you get yeah. that pucker on the side of your mouth. Yeah, yeah on my right jaw. Around the corners. Yeah. yeah. Tingles. Like, uh. Have you ever put a whole bag of warheads in your mouth? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a bad idea. I've done like three at once, but not a whole bag. bag. Oh my gosh. I did. Is that like the chubby money where you're like stuffing marshmallows? Like, no, I just wanted to put a bag of airheads in my mouth. <laughs> Airheads or warheads? Those are two different. Sorry, warheads. <laughs> I would think you would choke on the plastic. Yeah, I, probably so. Yeah. yeah. Fortunately, I unwrapped them before I. Oh. Put them out. But, uh, uh, fortunately, okay. I, I didn't think to put it plastic in my mouth. But uh, <laughs> anyway, back to the goza. Yeah, let's goza back. The tartness is definitely there. Yeah, actually. I think this is more tart than some of the Berliner Weiss that I've had. I think so too. It's yeah. what? Well, what's the difference between sour and tart? Or is it just a connotation difference? I think when you read the BJCP, they're leaning towards the tart being on the lesser side, sour being more mm. um, vigorous. I don't know. I think uh, sour is like what's your feel with the back of your mouth, uh, like. I don't know what, what the expression is for it, yeah. but it, it makes you, like mm-hmm. you said, it makes you pucker up. Yeah. The, the, the sourness. And mm-hmm. tart is just, you know. Kind of there. Yeah. yeah. I think that's kind of where they're going. But this one is a little more than just tart to me. Yeah. Same here. Like pickles are sour and raspberries are tart. There you go. Kind of. maybe yeah. yeah. Something like yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. And as far as the, the salt goes, uh. Uh. <laughs> goes uh. and, anyway. Uh, as, as far as, as as far as the salt goes, I don't. It's more like a a mouthfeel thing than a flavor. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that tingliness. Like you if get. you've ever swished salt water and it's kind of slimy, but you can you can it, you can kind of feel it coating your tongue. You know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I usually don't open my mouth when I go in the ocean. No, but I mean, like <laughs> if you have if if you have a sore throat and you gargle warm salt water, it helps. That's do what that? I'm talking about. Yeah, no, I don't do that. I no. just drink tequila. <laughs> See, he does it the right way. If you're all stopped up too, whiskey does the trick. There you go. That'll kill anything living <laughs> yes. in your throat. Period. We, I mean, Travis is the Woodford Reserve expert. Is he? Yeah, that's what he usually gets, right? Yeah. Woodford. Yeah. Woodford. 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 I've never had that. It's really good. I don't drink whiskey. Courtesy <laughs> of a local radio station. Yeah. Anyway, the the, the sodium is more of a, a mouthfeel mouth coating thing to me then. Yeah. I don't get it so much in the flavor for uh, this one. Yeah, I don't either. Uh, I kind of get it. I, I kind of associate it with the sourness. Uh Yeah, I mean they're they're similar kind of they kind of I can't it, I can't explain the flavor I'm it's getting. It's a symbiotic my, relationship. Right it, it it's masked, I think. <laughs> yeah. I'd say it's about as salty as like a sports drink. It's, yeah. It's well, got what plants crave electrolytes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's not it's not like in your face salt. Yeah, I can't explain the the flavor I've got in my mouth right now. I'm not sure if it's the coffee I had this morning and the <laughs> your Kenobi thing you have in on tap. 
and this mixed together. But there's a taste there. I, just, I can't explain it now. Yeah. It's kind of sweet and sour in the back of the throat. Really, the only food I can relate to it would be the Warheads. I, whenever I first drink it, yeah. But the aftertaste, it is a little different to me. Not something I've experienced before. Mm. See, but I think Warheads are way more intense and way more sour than than what's in the glass right now. Sure, there are definitely some styles of beer that are crazy intensely sour, and we're going to get to those mm. eventually. But yes, it, see, <laughs> I don't think this is quite as you know burn your tongue sour as no, warheads right, are. Right. No, and that's what I'm saying. Like the the first taste I get out of it is more of a warhead, but after that, it goes down downhill mm. real quick. Yeah. yeah, the initial is definitely uh, that's where it's at. Yeah, that's good. It is good. I like this one. Das ist gut. You like this beer, Sawyer? Yeah, it's pretty good. Could you drink it all day? I don't know about all day. I could. But for a little while. I could. It's not as poundable to me. This isn't something that you pound, but I... I. The more I drink sour beers, the more refreshing I think they are. And I, I like it a lot. It's, it's a good change. Oh, you know, yeah. we've been drinking the same kind of thing for... A long time. It's always right. like IPAs, stouts. Yeah. You know the the Damn. huge flavor profiles. You and know, this one, I I just really like sour beers now. The only stout that I've actually really ever had is the pretzel stout from Martin House. Oh, you need to broaden your horizons. Well, I know. I've been waiting for it to cool off. You know, what? I haven't even had any of the Martin House um, beers. I, I, you know, speaking of salty, you will today. <sighs> yeah, you will today. Speaking of salty, the Martin House pretzel stout has a decent salt profile. To yes, it. it does. Right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. he. I heard him on the Come and Brew uh, podcast that he he tries to get those flavors out yeah. of yeah. the stuff he puts in there. So it's that's mm-hmm. really cool. I, I can't wait to taste it now. Yeah. So those guys are cool. They yeah. are. Yeah. So if you get past the sourness and the salt, do you get any other flavors? Like because uh, they talked about fruit, and obviously it's it's a wheat based beer. Any of those apparent? I I can't like I said I can't really name the flavors I've got in my mouth right now. I I really can't distinguish them at all. I don't really get much fruit content. No, not as much as you do in the aroma. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. And as far as the mouthfeel goes, I actually think it's more on the lighter side, I, not so much medium to medium. Yeah, I strong I, heavy body. Oh, it's medium light to medium. Okay, well, I, so, I get more of light. Yeah, I do light too. Body. Yeah, it, it reminds me, as far as mouthfeel, it reminds me of Coors, Bud Light, Miller Light, those kinds of things. I, I definitely get that that uh, salty, tingly, mouth-watering quality out of it. Like, yeah. After it, I, I get that. But I, honestly, I don't know what palm fruit or stone fruit tastes like, so I, maybe that's pump. what I'm tasting. Petrol <laughs> pump. I'm not sure. I get a little breadiness. Yeah. You do? Yeah. Sourdough breadiness? Yeah, especially if you if you think it as you're drinking it, um, then you can kind of get some you get the breadiness out of it. But mm. um, yeah, it's certainly if if it's a hot day and you need something refreshing. Oh yeah, yeah. This would this would be thirst quenching. Yeah, I'm really excited to see how my Berliner Weiss experiment turns out because if it's if it's good, I'm gonna do a full batch of it because nice. I did a small batch. Oh yeah, the the one you've got in your yeah restaurant. yeah. yeah. <laughs> what? Did you say the one you've got in your restroom? Well, yeah, he's got it's in, in, in the cool, bathtub. Cool place. It's yeah. in the bathtub. <laughs> yeah, the one next to the toilet. <laughs> the toilet. The one I peed in the other day. <laughs> oh, well, it's gonna be sour. <laughs> oh. At least it's sterile, I guess. That's funny, right there. Well, on that note, let's go on to the next one. Well, this one we have in front of us now is from Real Ale Brewing. And that's out of Blanco, Texas, near Austin. And it's Blanco. Yeah. Blanco means white. Just saying. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Our resident Mexican. <laughs> Blanco, Texas. <laughs> and it's uh, very aptly named Goza. Huh. This was orig- originally done as their uh, 18th anniversary. They did like a special one-off to celebrate their 18th anniversary. I think that was last year. Oh. And mm-hmm. it got a really good reception, so now it's on their seasonal release schedule. You know, I'm, I'm kind of expecting a, a lime taste to it because it's got a lime on the can. 
I don't know if you saw that right here next to the... Oh, yeah. Underneath the, the Roman XVIII. Yeah. Yes. It says brewed with coriander and lime. Mm. Yeah. So there's something to look for. Yeah. I need I need to smell coriander because I, I can't remember what that... Kind of citrusy. Like. Almost like an orange peel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It definitely yeah. smells a lot like orange peel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So there you go. We mm-hmm. should coriander. do that. We should have like a spice. I think I might actually it. have some coriander in, in the, the fridge outside. Oh, we still yeah. need to do a food pairing episode. Yes. Yeah. I've we'll got a friend there. of mine who could help us do that. We'll get there. Yep. Anyway, sorry. This, this one's definitely cloudy. Oh, yeah. yeah. It has so, some sediment in the y- can. Yeah, yeah. The, the bottom of this can, I I like this beer a lot, so I buy it all the time. <laughs> um, I like this beer. <laughs> and I've I've realized... There's there's a slight difference between when you just pour the top and and taste it in the bottom, but really all it changes is the appearance. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's can conditioned in some way or if it just settles out. Definitely I'm not sure, crazy, yeah. but it, there's definitely stuff at the bottom of the can. You know what? I don't think I got a whole lot of the bottom. Travis Me, got a lot of it. Me yeah. either. It's oh, well. a little cloudy. I don't see any sediment in there though. I got a lot of bubbles going. Tight bubbles. These don't. These aren't as tight as the uh, Anderson Valley. Yeah, this had dissipated a lot faster. Way faster than the Anderson Valley because mm-hmm. you can work up some bubbles if you agitate. Yeah, it, but, but when you taste it, it, doesn't stay. What I've noticed is the carbonation stays in solution a lot. It's got a very big mm-hmm. carbonic bite to it. What's that? That uh, <clears throat> there's a word for um, when it's really highly carbonated like i put it in my mouth and uh, effervescent I, effervescent yeah i yeah. like feel yeah. those bubbles in my mouth and <laughs> tiny <laughs> bubbles in your mouth tiny bubbles not tight bubbles. um and the carbonic bite is a big part of it too and you can you can feel the carbonation in the mouthfeel right you know the flavor of this one is a little different i get a lot more fruit in this one hmm. it, it's uh a lot more subtle than the anderson valley to me yeah a little bit <laughs> Uh, it's less tingly too. I'm still smelling it over here. And going back to the carbonation for a second, the first couple of times I bought this, it wasn't nearly as carbonated. So I don't know if they changed something or what. But um, this last six pack of it that I bought was this super carbonated, and it was completely different than the first couple of times I drank it. Did and you so, enjoy it? As I mean, it's much? it's still good. I. But what I, I when I drink this one, I'll open it up and I'll pour it and I'll let it sit for ten minutes oh. before I drink it, just to kind of let some of the carbonation. Because I can't really taste anything with right. with the carbonation so high. Right. So real ale, if you're listening, <laughs> if you did change something, this person specifically liked it better the old way. Tell us. <laughs> so I don't know what happened between the first six pack and the next six pack, but something changed with the carbonation. Maybe is that time that you bought the first six pack maybe 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 it was older or maybe this one's older and it carbonated i I don't know i have no idea something was different though because i mean i I definitely as far as mouthfeel all i get is bubbles um yeah so i mean i would be interested to see all's opinion too so you know drink it while it's super carbonated and then stir it up let let some of the carbonation get out of solution try it again because i get more flavors out of it when the carbonation isn't as heavy let's see see. sawyer poured it straight down the middle yeah, and but it, now it's gone. Yeah, it it foamed up big time, and then <laughs> he had like a half an inch of yeah. beer in the rest of his head. Yeah, check out our Twitter page for that photo. <laughs> I mean, when you agitate, look at look at the head that's on it. That's I mean, it's a good almost an inch, and it's head. big bubbles too. Mm-hmm. It's big bubbles. It's not tiny mm-hmm. bubbles, but they dissipate super yeah, quick. It's going yeah. down. Yeah. You just watch it. Yeah. <clears throat> so anyway, that's that's my opinion. Well, he says that he he liked the old way better, but he liked this one enough to pour it all over himself. <laughs> he wanted to douse himself in it. <laughs> well, Travis, you were taking that picture. I was trying not to bump you. I wasn't paying attention. He anyway. just wanted to touch you. What? That's what it was. I wanted to not touch him. That was. You know, I can <laughs> smell. He's got his nasty hat on. Too. I smell the lime. I do. Oh, is that the nasty hat? This is the one. Yeah. <laughs> the one that came pre-sweated. <laughs> Listen I, back to our Kolsch episode for the nasty hat comments. Yeah. Man, that was a long, like, five-minute Darnell conversation. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> yeah, I I definitely smell lime big time in the aroma. Yeah. Yeah, I do, too. It's not like... Com- it's 
it's, it's got a sweetness to it in the aroma too. It's not just tart lime. There's yeah, there's what, a yeah. sweetness. What I smell is more like a, a, a sweet lime syrup smell. Yeah, I I, so. I I can see that. I also smell the coriander. Like I said, maybe I, that's I the sweet remember. part. Maybe, maybe. Well, would you mind grabbing that uh, coriander? I'd really like to smell it, just so I know what I'm supposed to expect. Yeah, let me go get it real quick. So that looks like the bag my paradise seeds came in. <laughs> yes, yes, it does. The one where we, Do you know why, crushed it up with the beer bottle because we bought it from the same person. Oh, oh. <laughs> the paradise <laughs> seed store. Yes. Anyway, PSS. Coriander seed. What? Why'd you bang on the table? Beer bottle. He's excited. Oh, jeez. Coriandrum savatum. That's on the package. Open it. I shall. Let me have one. I'm going to taste it. Okay. It's just a seed. You want to taste my seed? Oh, Oh my gosh. All day. (laughs) I don't like the way this episode is gozing. Me neither. Gozing? Gozing. (laughs) I don't put my mic down. Okay. Anyway, so there's the coriander seed. Hmm. Um, this one is quite different from the Anderson Valley. The aroma, the yeah. appearance, the flavor. Yeah. It's not nearly as uh, as sour. Ooh, that, that is very citrusy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. It tastes like if you accidentally bite into a lime seed, or you're gonna eat my seed too. Charlie? Put yeah. the lime in the coconut. It's got a good taste to it. You know, it's peppery. It, yeah, it's like it's, a peppery lime. Yeah, it's got a little pepper. I taste. It's like yeah. a lime. Whenever you accidentally, okay. well, I always end up. Hmm. I put lime in everything, so I'll get seeds <laughs> so in, my Mexican. Lime in my food. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I like it. So these are two completely different beers within the Goza style. So, which one? Which one do you prefer so far? I'm curious. You know, I, as much as I have always said that I've disliked sours, they're starting to grow on me. And yes. I did like the sourness of the Anderson Valley. Um, I don't think the real has quite nearly the tartness yeah. or the salt. The, uh, the I can't get over the lime. It's very, very present. And I know that they want that to be that way. Obviously, they put it in the can. Yeah. I think I like the Anderson Valley best so far. You know, f- uh, when I first had the Anderson Valley, I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. I liked the real ale better, but I think my I, th- I think it's changing. I think I like the Anderson Valley better. Maybe because uh, this one, the real ale, isn't as citrusy as the Anderson Valley, or the, it doesn't have that that yeah, sour. Yeah, and taste it's it's it. not as sour. And when I drink a sour, I want it to be sour. Right. And this one's not as much. Not at and all. I think. Before I liked it better, maybe because of that, or it had more citrus in it, and I liked that. Probably because you were so used to all these really hoppy beers. Because for a long time, all you guys drank was yeah. Well, when when I first really started getting into the sours, I wanted really really sour, like Mm. the the Jakobins that I told you about before. Still haven't had it. It's really good. It's a Flemish red. It's like extremely sour. It's it's fantastic. We'll feature that here, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. during our sour yeah, series, when we do sour. I'm definitely bringing that one. It's yeah. like a regular size bottle for like eight bucks. <laughs> wow, <laughs> but it's worth it. But I think, as far as the salty level, they're pretty similar. Hmm. For me, I actually like the real ale better. Get out. Tell us why. <laughs> well, the reason why is because I like that it has more fruity notes okay. than the first one. Mm-hmm. I, I was I would really, agree with that. I really, really, really like that flavor profile. So that's why the saltiness sticks around a little bit more on the real ale, like than the mouthfeel. Yeah, I see. I think differently. I th- I thought that the saltiness slash tartness sourness stuck around more in the Anderson Valley. Hmm. Uh, they, in my opinion, they both got a really similar smell. Yeah, uh, but what kind of turns me away from the real ale is that that carbonation. It, that's all I get in my mouth whenever. Yeah, I, did I, you did you stir it up a couple of times I and have, let it? Yeah, I have. Because I I still think it gets better as the carbonation dissipates a little bit. I get hardly any carbonation now. <laughs> really? Yes, I'm trying. <laughs> 
Try dropping your coriander seed in there. It looks like a tornado. I ate the first one. Did that change a lot? Yes, yeah, it's, it's kind of neat. I, I chewed it up and then dropped it in there. Boom, boom. I did the mama bird on my on my reload goes up. It's not bad. Not bad. It's Interesting. Definitely, definitely uh, compliments. Accentuates it a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna try that. I got I got a little bit left. My beer. Now he's gonna eat his own seed. This is getting <laughs> weird, folks. This is getting weird. Only on Bruce Styles. So are you want to try and eat my seed? Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Huh. Here's your seeds back. Thank you. You're welcome. As soon as you crack it, the first I get I get the initial pepper, mm-hmm. and then immediately it turns to like fruity pebbles. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it really does. That's interesting. Hmm. <laughs> this that's uh the sound of Chris eating his seed. <laughs> I'm trying to get it. Okay, get closer to the microphone. We need more of this. <laughs> I'm trying to get it in the beer. Okay. My seed is now in my beer. Me too, <laughs> but it's Chris's seed. <laughs> <laughs> this is getting weird. That changed the aroma too a little bit. Well, I mean, you're, you're kind of changing the recipe. Though. Well, I'm just, I know, but I didn't. See. Seed? See. 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 Duh. Hmm. It's not a huge change, but it's. Slight difference. Interesting. I'm waiting for this carbonation to go away. I really <laughs> want to taste it without carbonation. But hey, it's almost gone. So maybe we should move on to the next one. I'm expecting the next one to be very salty. Y- y- yes. Uh, there it is. <laughs> Finally, no, carbona- no carbonation. It's definitely a lot more subtle than the Anderson Valley. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Which one do you like better? Anderson Valley. Yeah. Yeah. It, this one without the carbonation actually has a, kind of a plain taste. I, I get I get the the fruitiness and the lime, but not as much as Anderson. Maybe entry level Goza. Yeah. Sure, why not? When you're moving on from IPAs, probably a, a good <laughs> one to start off. With. Or you know, if if you're drinking uh, half of Isens, <clears throat> yeah, that would be a good transition into sours. Yeah, if you you know Especially heard about sours beer. and you want to try them. Yeah, but you're a little timid about it. Definitely, I think the real L is the way to goza. <laughs> Just let the let the carbonation goza a little bit before you drink it. <clears throat> so let's goza on to the next one. All right, what is it? This final example is one that that I brought, and it's from our local Fort Worth brewery, or one of them anyway, because Fort Worth has several now. This is from Martin House, and it's called the Salty Lady. Salty lady. That's right. It says a tart and refreshing goza, 5.2%. And it has a picture of a lady on it. Does she look salty? Oh, <laughs> does she ever. Is she holding salt shakers? She's shaking it like a salt shaker. Shake shakers. <clears throat> shake it like a salt shaker. Yep. This one came out, what was it, last year? I think it was last summer. So this one might be uh, maybe the second year they've done it. But... Uh, it had a very, very good response last year from mm-hmm. the, the local community, and they had uh, some release parties at the Bearded Lady for the Salted Lady. I thought that was funny. Uh, pretty big <laughs> little party. The beer liner was there. The Basically, like this giant bus that they turned into a, a huge kegerator. It's neat. <coughs> that sounds so cool. Well, this is a yellow can with a blue lady on it. Thank you. I was waiting for that. You're welcome. Very clear. <laughs> yeah. At least I got the top of the can, so mine is very Mine's clear. Mine's very clear also. Yeah. Sorry you had the bottom. Is yours? Nope, his is cloudy. Okay. Mine's super cloudy. Okay. Bottom. <laughs> you take it the bottom. I smell... <coughs> oh, this is a mm. different aroma. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a lot more... I, I smell the tartness a lot more in this and, yes. and the sodium. Yeah. Can I, can I, I borrow the can real quick? Certainly. No. Please? Yes. No. Yes. 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 See. Yes. See, yes, yeah. The uh, the tartness is definitely evident immediately right from the smell. So you know it's going to be there as well as as well as the uh, the salt. Oh, there's a description other than <coughs> Texas by Texans. Hmm. <laughs> I wish you could see Sawyer's face right now. <laughs> I don't think he likes it. Jeez, that is salty. 
I bet it's not nearly as salty as it was before. I bet there's coriander in this. Yeah, I get, yeah. Some, I get some coriander too. Absolutely. Now that I know what it smells and tastes like. There's something I've smelled in Mexico that smells like this. I, it just reminded me of it. I just can't remember what it was is. Was she salty? I said something, not someone. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> a clean sea breeze. I just noticed that in the aroma uh, appearance. Uh, in the uh, in the guidelines for the aroma, it says it can be smelled, uh, perceived as a clean sea breeze character. That's neat. I don't recall this. Interesting, but cool. I, do I like don't think you read it. I probably didn't because I thought we had the gist of it. So. Yeah, you skipped over a few sentences, which is fine. Yeah. It makes for more interesting uh, recording and comedy later. Hmm. Okay. Wow. I, I can't remember what that smell is. <laughs> See, but I ordered this beer. Where were we in Fort Worth? What was that place? Whoop. Martin House? No. <laughs> this was after a homebrew meeting. Uh, TMP? No, it was north. It was more south of where we meet. Where else did we go? We had uh, we just, you and I shared a pizza that Zio night. Carlo. No, no, no. It's called Chimera now. Uh, did you feed each other? Too? Oh, yeah. I know. I know. What you're talking about where we met Frado. Yeah, Chimera Brewing Company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, I ordered this same beer there that night, and I tasted it. It was a lot more salty then than it is now. Remember we switched beers? No, I know. I'm just saying. I remember tasting the beer before I gave you my beer. Oh yeah. Because I had like one sip and I was like, eh, okay. Because the one that I ordered was not very sour mm. and I didn't like it. And you said it was good. So I was like, well, can I, can we trade? Yeah. <laughs> I, I did like that Blender Vice. It was good. Yeah. So I drank this one and he drank the Blender Vice I ordered. I don't think this is overly salted. No. no. The first rendition of it was like <clears throat> drinking salt water. They had to have changed it. Yeah. I think yeah. the Anderson Valley is more salty than this one. I wholeheartedly disagree. <laughs> I, I mean, I kind of agree with Sawyer. The the Anderson Valley, I think, was more tart, but I think this one has a lot more sodium. Of course, you got the bottom of the the can, so it may be different, but uh, what I'm drinking is... Can I smell it? Is salty. Yeah. Salty, salty, salty. Yeah. I don't know. Here, try, try mine. See if you if you if if it's different. I feel it's pretty decently balanced. The aroma's different. Oh, yeah, yours is a little different. Between the uh, the salt and the tartness, and there's a there's a an evident amount of like fruity yeah. characters in this too. That is different. Yeah, wow. Travis, you want to try? It's a lot okay. different. It's because I got the bottom. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, so the the clear from the top, <laughs> the clear stuff from the top is I get more salt. And then <clears throat> the bottom of the can, I guess more of the, I guess it's the wheat, coriander, whatever other stuff that they use kind of settled to the bottom. And that would make sense if there is some wheat in there that settled out. Yes. It did sit in my so fridge just, unmoved for about three weeks. Yeah. His pour was more bready for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that that would have yeah. cut the sourness and the, the saltiness a lot. Do you know what it I just it reminded me of? It's whenever my mom makes pozole, and I put way too much lime in it. Because I, I like a lot of lime, but this I have is no idea what that is. Me you don't know what pozole is? No. Oh I know God. what lime is. You're so white. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> I'm so Mexican. I'm pretty sure I am white. I'm very white. You see the sunburn? That's because I was out in the sun all day yesterday. You, ha- you have sunglass oh, tan. Head. Yeah, I do have a sunglass tan. It looks like a raccoon or something. Yeah, you do. <laughs> a raccoon. That's actually kind of funny. Yeah. I'll, I'll have to bring you guys some pozole next okay. whenever my mom makes it. It's really good. Okay. That's not the uh, the, the drink, the. The white? No, dude, it's just like a... What is that? It's a you always, soup. You, uh, okay. What's yeah. the, the drink you always get whenever we go to a Mexican restaurant? The white? It's like a, a rice something. Uh, oh, Pina ochata. colada? Ochata? Ochata. Yeah, that's right. Ochata. <laughs> no, that's, that's a drink. <laughs> Leche? Milk? This is a traditional food. No, Pina colada. Ochata. Posada is really good. Uh, yeah. I'll bring some. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we'll have it for dinner or breakfast, whatever. What beer would you mix with that? A Mexican light lager? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Corona. Yeah, actually, Coke. Oh, speaking of which, when Sawyer and I were at Buffalo Wild Wings the other day, we saw Tecate in a bottle. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I don't see them often. Like, yeah. Because really I remember you mentioned that you didn't you didn't see it and or hadn't or hadn't seen one in a long time or whatever. And I saw it. I was like, oh, look, it's Tecate in a bottle. And we also saw Mountain Dew Dew Shine. Dew Shine. That which is, is not, not alcoholic. alcoholic. <laughs> oh, jinx. You owe me a Coke. It was weird. 
you can't, you anyway, pension poke. Yeah, I know, but I was I had to say it fast. Back to the salty lady. <laughs> I thought you said douche shine. No, no douche no, shine. Douche shine. It's in a clear bottle, and it looks kind of like douche. It looks kind of like Smirnoff, but apparently it's not alcoholic. But it was in the fridge in the bar. Huh. I don't get it. It's a good mixer. I. I don't know. And the cooler had a TCU th- sign on it. I was depressed. You said well, I didn't notice. Cooler. 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 Yeah, this version of Salty Ladies definitely <laughs> changed their dialing and the recipe, and I, I like the direction it's heading. Me too. I mean, I it's didn't good. have it before, but this is delicious. I would be interested in, you know, having the whole can in one glass started around so that the, the bottom's evenly distributed throughout, and I bet that would change the character of it a lot because what the... The top pour that I'm drinking right now is way salty. Yeah. This is good. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It, I, I do like it. I, 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 I still think like, the Anderson Valley is my favorite out of the three, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like I said, I, it reminded me of that lime taste when mm-hmm. I had too much lime to Pozole. Yeah. Uh, that, that tastes Pozole. good. Pozole. Pozole. P-O-Z-O-L-E. Pozole. Pozole. Is that, are you sure it's not Italian? P, not B. Bozole. <laughs> you say P and then you say B. Bozole. Bozole. Bo. Nice. He's saying no. P. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> petrol pump. <laughs> petrol pump. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's that's how it goes. Uh. <laughs> you already said that. It's not as funny as I can Actually, oh. I think we've said it like 10 times. Yeah. <laughs> we've basically made the same joke just in different iterations. Well, here we go. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for our latest episode of Bruce Styles, where our topic of discussion was the Goza. Join us next week for an ESB, an extra special broadcast, where we cover Category 11, the British Bitter. Cheers till then. <laughs>